Jacob Moore, you are a huge mental health advocate. I have actually heard about you for a really long time. So I'm so excited mm -hmm. that your team reached out and this is like really exciting for me. Um, and yes, I, I want to know everything because you have no stigmas, the five bridges. You personally are your own mental health advocate. You are living in Chicago, which is my favorite city. There's just so much going on, but how did this even begin? This, this mental health empire that you have created. Wow, empire! I I have never <laughs> thought of it like that. Huh. Um, yeah, I always say I like I feel I'm, like you get an empire once you have more than two companies. Okay, We're not even right. companies, but like two organizations. <laughs> sure, but there are so many going on that it it kind of has to be an empire. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I always tell my team, I'm like, we're taking over the world for good. Or yes. yes. <laughs> yes. it's like maniacal, but like. With a purpose, right? With a purpose. It's a little, you know, Dr. Evil with a purpose. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want freaking sharks with lasers. <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, Honestly, who doesn't? And a mini me. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think as far as, I mean, we, we can definitely, you know, go back and talk uh, about the beginning, beginning, but like, you know, as far as like no stigmas, and where this journey in, into advocacy came from was really, I mean, straight out of receiving peer support. That was it. Like someone was very generous and shared their story with me. They showed me really, you know, held up a mirror to kind of what I was doing in, in my own life and all the, the toxic behaviors and, you know, the negative cycles I was caught up in and, you know, and, and, when someone shares their story with you and you feel like you're not so alone, like, mm -hmm. like you're not so crazy, like, Absolutely. you know, there's some hope. I mean, that, that honestly, it changed everything for me. And it set me on this path to just realize like, A, I need to take personal responsibility for my own mental health. And B, when people share their stories, it's so powerful. And it has the you know, it can change lives. It can save lives. And, you know, and that's really like what, what switched me on to, um, to doing this work. I absolutely agree. And th this is what I try to express, even though sometimes sharing my story feels so repetitive and I feel like I say it over and over and over. So for me, I'm like very bored of this, like depressing story, <laughs> this manic life that I live, right. but it is true that if, you do share a story and I'm not talking egotistical. I'm not talking on myself. I'm saying in a general aspect, whether it be in mental health, whether it be with your career, whether it be love, storytelling is the most impactful way to get through to someone else, to get them to relate, to get them to know that they are not alone and just to feel comfortable. And I feel when even just speaking on this podcast, hearing someone's voice, you know, in the car, like I actually do listen to my show. I hate hearing my voice actually, <laughs> but I do listen because there's moments that I forget in conversation with my guests where I'm like, oh, I, I, I never write anything down. I never do any work before. I feel like I'm the most unorganized podcast host of all time. 
But that being said, everything's on a whim. But I, I try to remember if someone says something important to me, I'm like, oh, I want to remember what this person said and whatnot. And I go back and I listen. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so comforting. It's like this warm blanket and, and you really truly relate to every single person in a different way. So I think that the, the no stigmas of being correct me if I'm wrong. It is this peer to peer support group. It's brought, it's for peers from peers kind of a thing, right? Exactly. So I'm just making this all up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like this sounds about right. But, but I think that that is the, the best way to get in front of someone and to get people to relate because sometimes you feel very preachy talking about it. I know I catch myself feeling like, yeah. you know, I'm like a, a Joel Olstein or whatever his name is. And I'm like, I don't want to be like this. Like I just want people to relate like one-on-one -on -one to each other. And I think the best, Best way is the peer support group. And I think that that's fantastic that you are doing that. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I, I think you really hit on something important there is, you know, this, this peer support approach, just it, it can open up doors that maybe aren't available to people otherwise. I mean, I, I tried to go to therapy for years and years and years, and I, I experienced people with lots of letters after the names without any real experience telling me how to manage my life, how to manage my own brain, what medicine to take, you know, giving me all these diagnoses. Like I've been diagnosed with everything from ADD to, you know, bipolar disorder, seasonal affective disorder, you know, anxiety, panic disorder, and, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, like everything in between. And I've taken the meds for 33 different combinations of pharmaceuticals over the years. And then I, and then I tried all my own medication, like alcohol and drugs and sex and spending money and, and everything that didn't fun. work. Right? All the things to mask all, the pain. <laughs> all, the, all the fun stuff that like ultimately didn't work um, yep. and just left me with like a lot of broken relationships and a debt. I can't even and believe it didn't work. <laughs> but like, seriously, when I, when I experienced peer support and when I started engaging in that, like everything changed because I, I, I just like, I had this new window mm -hmm. into like this, just this insight that I was not alone. And that like, right. even though my story is unique, the feelings and the circumstances, like there's a commonality there. Mm -hmm. And right. like that, that was ultimately the conduit to like therapy actually working mm -hmm. and, you know, the treatment approaches actually working because I was able to talk to a bunch of different people and do research and figure out like, oh, there's, there's not a one size fits all approach. There are other Definitely people who are not. trying a bunch of different stuff. And so like, I got to do the same thing. I got to like do what I call experiments, human experiments on myself to figure out like what works for me, what works for my brain and my body. And that's ultimately what led to the five bridges because the more that I started to research and figure out what worked for me, I was like, oh, there are these kind of categories that everything fits into. And when I started organizing that, um, it started to make sense. And I started to feel better. And I was like, 
I got to share this because like, there's a lot of other people who are wandering around in the dark and feeling lost and feeling alone. And right. like, how do I, how do I connect with them? How do I help shortcut that and process? What for is that? the, what is the five, what is the five bridges? All right. So five bridges is a wellness system that I, you know, again, like just kind of in my own search fell into an understanding of um, these, these areas that wellness, these like buckets, right? So to speak that, that wellness falls into. And it's not like, it's not a prescription. It's not like, Hey, do these things. And like, you're going to be fixed. It's, it's kind of like a roadmap um, for you to be able to look at and, and discover within these categories, what works for you. So, mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll, sh I'll share the five bridges with you. So the first bridge is called bond. Bond is how you connect to the people, places, and things that support you in some way, your, your sources of strength. And you talk about the way you connect because that's so important. And I think we skip over that and we're like, well, I got to find the best therapist or the best peer supporter or the best medicine or the best whatever. And we skip over this part of like, but like how you connect doing so and how in a, do we? I mean, and how do you right and and, yeah. and and not in a codependent way and not in a you know unhealthy you know uh, toxic way mm -hmm. um or for you know for people who have a you know experienced abuse you know in in like in an abusive way uh, that happens happens a lot so like how do we connect how do we relate and like the the best example of that is um you were born into a family right um, and you, you didn't get to choose your family that you're born into. And maybe you are lucky and you I got- I like to think my spirit chose because I had a fabulous <laughs> okay. mother and I was like, who's cool. gonna be the most fabulous choice? But yes, no, and, we and, do not choose. And, and perhaps you were, you were rewarded from a former life and like, that's how you well, ended up. Well, let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, like even even so, you know, you, you went to a school that maybe you didn't get to choose and you were in a community that you didn't get to choose, right? So, and there are other people um, who were born into maybe some really bad situations Absolutely. and, you know, and regardless of the situation that you're born into, no one is 100% equipped to be able to support you in the way that you need to be supported, no, right? As no. fabulous as your mom is, she no. can't fulfill every need, right? She no. doesn't get it right 100% of the time. So the cool thing about Bond and the work that we do around that is looking for specifically who and what supports you in the way that you need to be supported. Hmm. So you strategically look for the people, places, and things that support you. And we and notice I go beyond people because that's part of it, but there are also you know connections that we receive through you know animals like pets, mm -hmm. um, through you know places like some people nature is like really sacred and, and, you know, or church, um, for other people, um, or Disneyland for or me. Disneyland, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and maybe that's, you know, your source of strength. Um, for some people it's, it's words, right. It's the words that right. they, um, you know, that they take strength from, but whatever that is, um, we get to choose and, we get to bring as many in as, as we want. And, and the more that we do that, and the more that we diversify the things that 
are supporting us, Mm -hmm. the more we're holistically supported because we're not depending on just one person or one thing. So it's almost like coming up with a workbook of writing down, it's beyond the journaling, right? It's not, that's not, I'm saying that, but that's not what I mean. I just want to clarify that. But it's a workshop in the sense where you're working on your brain and you're working on figuring out what is, what are the missing pieces that can help put the puzzle together and the puzzle will never be perfect. And there's always going to sure. be pieces missing. Of course, but, of course, you know, at least it's, it's giving you're creating a way to create an outlet and an outsource. So it's not all just on one punching bag. basically. Right. There you go. Yeah. And, and when you diversify and when you, you know, you do that. And, and that's, you know, one of the very first activities that we do in, in five bridges is, you know, defining your current, you know, sources of, of strength and support. Um, but then looking at like, how do you upgrade those? How do you, you know, bring in and recruit ones strategically in ways that best support you? So you have backup plans too? Yeah. So, so it's, you know, this, this whole idea of this very first bridge of, of, you know, creating this bond is, you know, really looking at like, when and how do you fall down? You know, what are the ways that, you know, you, you, you sometimes become compromised and how can you recruit help, right? To help you do that. Um, so, so that's just the first bridge bond. So we start with like recruiting and trying to, you know, help um, lean on the strength of others to help support us. And then once, once we have this kind of base of support, then we can start to focus on the other bridges. So the second bridge is fuel and fuel is anything and everything that you put into your system. So of course that's your food, your, your beverages, your vitamin supplements, your medicine, you know, all that is, is part of your fuel. But we, we look beyond that too. Uh, to the media that you're consuming. What are you mm. reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What podcast are you listening to? Are they lifting you up or are they bringing you down? You know, as we say, like garbage in, garbage out, right? right, right. And so um, depending on your needs and who you are, um, you're, you're going to need, you know, a very specific formula to run optimally. Mm-hmm. And, and we usually take the 80, 20 approach, right? You, you put 80% of the stuff that like is really good for you and, and fits you really well. And then 20%, you kind of get to like hang out and relax, but. And watch the bachelor. And, and, and sometimes, yeah. And sometimes but I gotta you do. be honest, something like the bachelor, something like, um, so not so you think you can dance that was back in the day, but like dance <laughs> stars, right. like these shows as silly as they are. And I can have people judge me all day long for them being shitty and like not good for you, but you know what? They bring joy to me. So if they bring me joy and I'm taking from this joy, don't judge. And I I don't think anyone can judge for what's bad and what's good because it's based on yourself. Yes. If you're watching a show and you're like, why don't I have A, B and C going on? And like, you know, I'll use an example of like a reality show, right? Like the Kardashians, like they're great. I have nothing against them. I I know they're great, but 
if you're looking at it in not a way of, oh my God, how fun is this? Like this brings me joy that I'm watching their show and they're traveling yeah. and I never get to go there. So it's cool that I get to watch it this way. That's awesome. But if you're interpreting it as, you know, I'm poor, I can't afford this, this purse that they have. Right. I can't afford these flights. Why are they happy? Why are they married? Why do they have this? Then that's not good for you. So I think that it's such a good separation, like you say, of what, what brings you joy, you know, yeah. in whatever aspect that may be. So it, that's, it's very it. true. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that escapism that you're describing is like, is a very valid way. It's, it's like, it can be a great coping technique. It can be a great, you know, stress reliever. And, you know, so I'm not here to judge what works for you. Right. That that's the whole point of Five Bridges is uh, we just give you tools for you to figure it out for right. you to write the secret formula mm -hmm. that only works for you. That's the important thing. It's so a when roadmap. It well, it is a roadmap, and when you yeah. when you come up with your fuel list, and we look at ways to upgrade your fuel list, then it's one hundred percent customized for you by you, and how much more do you think you're going to be engaged in it if you came up with it, right? right. Instead of right. some crash diet that someone gave you, you know, so it's all about like getting to know your body. And, and for me, like I found out, you know, the hard way that like, I don't drive well with dairy. <laughs> I, I love cheese. I love that. I don't drive with it. I don't drive with it. I, I, I love cheese, but like my body does not. And it, it not only affects my digestion, but it affects my mood. And so, you know, I found that out through, you know, doing experimentation and, and discovering that that didn't work for me. Same thing with like, with horror films, right? I, I wish I could say I was like a tough guy who loves slasher films, but like that stuff gives me nightmares and it affects my sleep. And so I just can't do it. I'm the biggest horror queen buff of all time. I have. <laughs> I'm going to put this on. I have a little baby Michael Myers in my house. Oh, my house. God. So <laughs> I have Frankenstein. I'm like a horror queen. But what's a very interesting fact, and I don't know if you know this, horror movies are the best thing for people who suffer from bipolar disorder, anxiety, stress, mm -hmm. all of this stuff because it is the only time that your brain will watch someone else go through what you go through on a daily basis. So mm. you forget it in your body and you watch someone else go through it. So you feel relaxed. Wow. So like when I see a horror film, I'm not like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. I'm like, this is so fun and relaxing and enjoyable. <laughs> there's your, there's your so, fun fact for the day. So you're, you're succeeding a little bit. <laughs> So that's um, like horror films are like peer support for you. You're like, oh, totally. I, I identify with all of those yeah. people who are like stupidly hanging out in the shed. Yes, with, taking with... their boobs, you know, showing their boobs, taking their tops <laughs> off and losing their virginities. I understand it. <laughs> like I've been there. I've done it. I know how it goes. Yes, yes I know how to survive. Dog parents, if you are like me, you know how important it is to keep our fur babies healthy. Now more than ever, we are relying on them for so much, emotionally, mentally, even physically. So we need to care for them the best way we can, and that starts with nutrition. This year has made me think differently about Pee Wee and Dottie's nutrition. Being at home a lot more made me realize 
Well, they're not puppies anymore. They're a little bit older and they have to be taken care of just a little bit better. Just like us, our dogs need nutrition that matches how they live to thrive, which is why I am so happy to have found Jinx. Jinx gets that the modern world we live in impacts our pups. They get a lot less stimulation and do a lot more sleeping. And this means their nutrition needs to address that. So Jinx pairs lean proteins like fresh salmon and organic chicken with functional superfoods like eggs and pumpkin to deliver a complete and balanced diet. You'll feel good about feeding your fur baby. The best part is they make it super easy. You can set up a subscription on thinkjinx.com to have the food delivered at whatever frequency works for you. Their reviews speak for themselves. And they just started selling on Petco.com because the food is that good, making it easier than ever to get it whenever or wherever you want. Pee-wee and Dottie are finally feeling like puppies again. Their sensitive tummies are not so sensitive anymore. They have shiny, healthy fur. They got a lot of pep in their step. And Pee-wee especially is not itchy like he used to be. So thank you, Jinx. As you know, I would never endorse a product that we don't actually use and love. So I've worked closely with the team at Jinx on a special offer for you. 50% off your first subscription purchase using code EMOSUPPORT during checkout at thinkjinx.com. I'll drop the website and the promo code in the show details so that you can find it after the episode ends. And be sure to follow them on Instagram at thinkjinx. You're welcome. So then what's the third? Okay, so so the third bridge is move. And move is what you do with your body. It's your kinesthetic output. Like of course that can include exercise and you know mobility and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we, we go deeper. Everything we go deeper in the five bridges. So we look at what are all the autonomous and semi-autonomous movements that are happening inside of your body all the time. So wow. so what's what what's a form of movement that is happening in your body that you can't control right now? I'm always um, shaking my feet. Okay, That's shaking your I feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have this this nervous system response, right? So, mm-hmm. so nervous system is, you know, this series of electrical impulses that go, you know, from your brain all through your spinal column. And for those of us who live with anxiety or have, you know, some amount of stress, like that can come out in physical ways like that, right? Right. So, but our digestion, mm-hmm. uh, our our breathing is like one that's semi-autonomous, right? So right. when we sleep, we don't control it. But like right now, if you wanted to, you could hold your breath and you know right. your body would make you breathe eventually. But when but we look breath at- breath work is so important. So important, right? right? So so we look at that in movement and we look at how does that breath work, you know, contribute to the overall system? Mm-hmm. How do, you know, does our fuel affect our digestion? And how does that work with our energy levels and, and how we're feeling overall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, let, don't even get me started on like the neurotransmitters and all the movement that's happening in our brain all the time, the circulation, you know, that's happening throughout our, you know, our heart and our lungs and our, you know, so all of this is, it's all connected, right? We can't, mm-hmm. can't separate any of it. So we look at like when we form our bonds in the first bridge, Um, that sense of safety and support. I call it homeostasis, right? Mm -hmm. Like that has an effect on the nervous system. The type of fuel that we consume, right? That has an effect on the system as well. How we move. You know, for me, if I have low levels of movement, 
uh, my anxiety goes up and my mood goes down. Right. And when I, when I move my body, the inverse happens, right? So that's and me. Isn't it just nuts how it really, you could physically feel the difference in your body and it's not even like, yeah. oh, I worked out and my body is looking like tight and I look great. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's like, you just feel like smiling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's not just psychosomatic. It is like, it is proven science that there is a connection there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so move definitely is not like a big, you know, ploys to like get you to work out. Like that's not it. It's just, again, becoming aware of the movement mm -hmm. in your body, becoming aware of how does that affect your body? Right. And like for me, uh, having movement first thing in the morning is, is great for me because it gives me an energy boost and it keeps me going all day long. For it other the people, tone for your day. It, it does. For, and, and that works for me. There are other people who really like to work out after they get done with work as a way to decompress or as right. a way to like shut down at night. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's about finding what works for you. And, you know, we, we get into, of course, you know, looking at how are you moving now? Uh, what would that look like mm -hmm. if you moved in different ways? But then like, how do you, how do you incorporate that into these like super busy days, especially if you can't go to the, gym or the yoga studio, uh, but you want to watch, you know, the, the Kardashians, yeah. um, how can you, how can you use that time to, you know, get some you time to consume, you know, that show, but also incorporate movement into it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so for me, like if I watch a show, I like to stretch. Uh, because I, I feel just like gonna recommend using it productively, I stretch right? all the time. Right. There right. you go. So, so that's like a, an example of, of a small strategy that we look at in five bridges. Like, how do you include that? How do you steal that time? Um, if you're waiting, you know, we do a lot of waiting on yeah. hold or in line, you know, in various ways, like how can you use that time to be productive for you? And maybe, a mental escape and, and getting on, you know, social media is, is helpful for you. Um, but maybe that time can be used to listen to, I don't know, this podcast right, and, right. you know, and, and how could that serve you? So right. none of this is, is to judge. It's just to look at like what works for you and what, you know, and it's totally trial and error, you know, it it's is. totally trial. And it's error. all I an experiment. That, you know, you shouldn't feel discouraged if, you know, five of the first things you do don't work. It's you got to keep working on it for years until you figure it out. And then it will just click and you'll be like, oh, my God, why didn't I do this from the beginning? Listen, like I've been, you know, <laughs> I've been working at this stuff for like 20 years now. And, you know, like I said before, the first 10 were doing it all other people's ways and then doing it in lots of unhealthy ways. And it's only been like within the last decade that I've been really doing this focused work. And even then, like I look back and I'm like, man, it's been a lot of work and a lot of research and a lot of trial and error. And each time I do something, I learn a little bit more of my, about myself and I get a little bit closer to how do I feel the best how can I be the best version of myself and feel just like 
good in my own skin. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's all worth it. It's all worth the investment, you know? Totally. And you had to go through all of this to figure out what, what are the five things that, that work for you and they may not work for you out there, but it's an opportunity to at least try it and to explore some sort of exactly and follow some sort of a pattern. Okay. So now what do I do now? So, so the fourth bridge, I feel like this is a great exercise for me selfishly. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, So, okay. So after we've established our, our bond, our sources of strength and we fuel our bodies, we move our bodies, then it's natural to come to a place of rest. So the fourth bridge is rest. Yeah, it's it's tough for a lot of people, and you know you'll you'll notice that like the bridges are set up in a progressive order, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about how they're all connected. But the the big thing is that I, I want you to realize that like you, it's really tough to come to a place of rest if you haven't a used up all your energy. Right. And that's like, that's not just physical energy, that's mental energy too. So if you don't figure out how to shut down your brain, how are you going to rest? Right. Mm -mm. So it's a big part of what we look at, like sleep. Of course, we look at sleep hygiene. Uh, We have what's called a shutdown sequence. You figure out what you need to do, the steps that you need to take to be able to get to sleep at night and and to be able to get the rest Mm -hmm. that you need. Everybody needs a different amount of sleep. Everybody takes longer to or a different amounts of time to shut down. Everybody needs different things. Some people need like a weighted blanket. Some people need light in the room. Some people need dark. Some people need a noise machine. Some people need silence. You know, some people take hours and some people can hit the pillow and sleep like that, right? Yes. So it's, that again, not me. <laughs> it's all about figuring out what works for you though, right? Because right. there is a magic formula that works for you, but like, you're the only one who can figure it out. So like, mm-hmm. if you're not doing the work to figure out how you need to get to sleep at night, then, and, and if you're just waiting for it to like magically happen or for someone else to figure it out, like it's, it's just, it's not going to happen. Right. No, but sleep is a part of it. Sleep is a part of rest, but we also look at when are times that we can steal rest throughout the day, throughout the week mm-hmm. and beyond. So we look at like moments, moments throughout the day when you can take time to rest. So that can be active, like a meditation that can be passive, like, you know, doing, doing something that you enjoy, like being on social media or, or what, right. Um, we look at like longer forms of rest, like a retreat and taking time to like check out to maybe go out in nature or to, you know, just, just take some time off of work or, or time to connect or disconnect. Again, it's all about finding out what works for you. And, you know, for, for a lot of people, it's, it's a process that they're not actively engaged in. And they're just constantly walking around, just feeling tired, not only from not enough rest, but just like emotionally tired, emotionally tired from like constantly, like just putting out so much Mm -hmm. energy to other people. And sometimes rest is just knowing like how to set boundaries and how to say, no, I'm not available for that not right today. now, yeah. not today. Right. And sometimes I can feel selfish, but like, as we always say, 
you can't pour from an empty cup and Mm -hmm. you got to practice that self-care first in order to have the energy and the strength to be able to support others. Right. Right. So that actually brings us to the fifth and final bridge, which is give and give is your positive output. So once we've gone through these bridges and we've really, you know, given ourselves what we need, focus on ourselves and the strength that we need, then we look at, well, how can we return some of that positive energy, right? Because if you think about it, from the time that we're little, we're, we're mm-hmm. taking from the world, right? We take air, we take water, we take food, we take people's time, we take resources, from the we earth. take our bo- the boobs from the mothers. Yes, we right. take, we take, we take. Take, take, take. Right, and <laughs> and and each of the bridges too is like is it, it's it's taking to support us, and I believe that the highest form of wellness is giving, as you're able, when you're able to take some of those stores of energy that we receive, and to be able to put it back out into the universe. Mm-hmm. be able to put it back into that pool of energy. And that can look a lot of different ways for, right. Right. for different people, right? That not can be just money. And I think it's not just money. To hear that. Right. It's not just volunteerism. One of the greatest forms of give that I think is gratitude. Mm-hmm. When we have gratitude, when we take that energy, that positive energy that we feel towards something and we, we project that out, mm-hmm. that, is it just a simple way of giving some of that energy back into replenishing that pool? And, and I think it has more of an impact than a lot of people realize. When you just ask someone how they're doing, I know what that means to me when someone asks that in a very genuine way, not just, oh, how are you doing? You know, but it's like, how are you doing? You know, I have a neighbor and she's the cutest thing in the entire world. And she, we all like gossip in the neighborhood and we all have a little gab. And I feel like the, you know, little old lady with my, with my friends around me, you know, (laughs) and, but she always will make such a point to look at you in your eye Mm. and say, but how are you really doing? You know? Mm. And it's this little thing that she does that just makes me feel like, and everyone around her that were truly being listened to and someone truly cares. And I know that if there was something, you know, going on that was really bad, even though I'm not super close, I can still feel I can share that honesty and there would be no judgment. Mm -hmm. So if you make yourself be open armed and ask someone and, and show that you have no judgment and, and that you're just here to listen, even for a minute, it really will change everyone's perspective. And that is a way to really, truly give, in in my opinion. Biggest unrenewable resource, right, is time. And giving someone time Mm -hmm. is such, such a precious gift. And, and yeah, I, I, I think that that, that's like, it's so simple and so profound. And, and the cool thing is this, is that when we, when we do that, when we give in a way that is, you know, seeking to, you know, lift up someone else, the cool thing is, is that that creates a bridge back 
to bond Mm -hmm. because we're helping to become someone's source of strength. So in that way, the five bridges aren't just linear, but they're cyclic in nature. It's a sustaining feedback loop of energy because when we give, we're bonding to someone else. And, you know, and, and in that way, when we have a group of people or a community who are all practicing these principles, then, you know, we're, as we say, wellness for all, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone deserves to, to be supported in the way that they need to be supported. And, you know, and that's, that's really what we're, we're trying to do more than, you know, give people, you know, ideas and constructs to be able to work in their wellness uh, is community. It's, it's all about, you know, cause if we're speaking the same language and we understand these same principles, then, then we're connected. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now we have community. And mm-hmm. so that's, you know, whether it's the five bridges or no stigmas, uh, mental health peer support, we look at like, how can we support each other? How can we lift each other up? Uh, because doing it alone sucks. You know, and I'll tell you, it's it's I've met a lot, a lot of people now in this mental health space and I'm not I'm great at meeting people and I'm very outgoing, but then I'm really not great um, keeping it up because I'm very insecure and I'm awkward secretly and I don't know how to keep up a conversation after a long period of time. I'm great at the beginning. I'm very like, you know, I can hide everything and be really on, but I get very insecure and nervous afterwards, especially sharing who I really am. Um, And this podcast has helped me grow so much to be open and almost too open. In fact, sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but that being said, I do have this, this, bond with other people such as yourself, where when I do hear your story and I do hear other guests story or just even friends, you know, who I didn't know had this mental health story that they had, Mm -hmm. I'm saying story a lot. So deal with that. (laughs) But, um, but it makes me feel comfortable. It makes me feel connected. It makes me feel as if I've known you, for instance, Jacob, longer than this two-minute conversation before our Zoom started. Right. You know, it really makes you feel this fucking connection that you can't get anywhere else. Because, yeah. yes, you can work with someone and you can be on a set with them and you have that bond with them or, you know, you can, whatever your workspace is or you can have friends that you grew up with or, you know, certain groups, that's great. But there's something when you are so open and you are so vulnerable and you are just spilling your emotional guts and someone's there to hear it and not judge. It's kind of the best thing out there. Yeah. I highly recommend it. (laughs) I agree that, you know, to be totally honest, like vulnerability is, is the key. It's the key to Mm -hmm. unlocking everything that we struggle with. Um, Whether, you know, you're a suicide loss survivor like me, uh, whether you've experienced, you know, abuse or trauma, live with addiction, you know, have a, a mental health issue, whatever it is that you've experienced, the more that you can be vulnerable and open about it, the more access you have to that that healing power and to that the community that comes with it. 
I, I wore a mask for so long. I pretended to be strong. I pretended to be, you know, perfect. I pretended to be everything except for what I was, which was broken. And when I finally took that mask off and I was able to share mm-hmm. and connect, uh, like that's when that's when the healing started. That's when I was able to grow, and now like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't go back and and try to you know like fix the past um, mm-hmm. because it's what's it's what's led me here. And like you were saying, the amazing beautiful connections and relationships that I have formed because of that mm-hmm. are so much deeper than anything I could have imagined otherwise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, 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 that's why I really appreciate what you do for others and especially younger kids and the younger generation of a peer to peer support group um, of making that conversation so readily available for any age to really just feel in all intents and purposes at home, you know, because yeah. it does feel like a home um, and you're right getting back to the beginning of our conversation, you really don't choose your family. You don't choose anyone, but the people you surround yourself with. And I used to choose just anyone and everyone because I loved being surrounded by tons of people. And now I'm, especially because of COVID and dealing with all this stuff, I just don't have time for that. I want to focus on this mental health, you know, uh, activism journey, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it because it's surrounding yourself with people that understand that and can connect to that. And so you don't feel alone. So I thank you very much, Jacob, for coming on this show and and being open and being honest and just letting everyone know that you can go through such a tragic, you know, event in your life. And yet here you are and you're being as optimistic as you possibly can helping people providing the tool that, you know, may not help everyone, but it's definitely going to help one person. And you definitely helped me today. So I oh, never God. thought about any of these tools. So at the end of the day, you, you, you worked on me today. So that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great thing that you, you could have done, you know, um, oh, God. sometimes, you know, you do get lost and you do need a roadmap just to kind of center yourself and just be like, okay, like now what do I do? You know, yeah, what's the next step? That's it. You know, in the, in the five bridges, uh, it, it's not rocket science. It's not like, you know, as I'm telling them to you, you're like, oh, that's that's like something I didn't know. No, it's, it's the way that it's arranged. It's because it's systematic. It's because you get to do it with support and, you know, you, you, you get, you know, guidance along the way that's why it's effective. But like at the end of the day, whether it's, you know, five bridges or, you know, another support system out there, um, you know, you got to find what works for you. And then like the most important thing is like, you got to take personal responsibility and you got to do the work mm-hmm. like the doctors, the meds, you know, like, it, like it doesn't work unless you do. And, you know, that's just like, that's just the hard truth. And, you know, there's no one size fits all approach. Like I say that all the time, no stigmas, five bridges, they aren't for everyone and that's okay. But don't stop looking until you find what works for you. So what is your emotional support? My emotional support are the people that I choose to bond to. Um, I think that's, 
what I've learned is that, you know, I, I got, I got a lot of people given to me who maybe weren't prepared for what I, what I had, what I was working with. Um, but by, you know, going out and choosing my family, choosing, you know, my tribe now, you know, I have the people, places, and things that support me in the way that I need to be supported. And, and I think that's, um, it took me a long time to realize that I could do that. It, it felt selfish to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm like, oh no, like this life is so short and I get to choose who and what I include in it, mm-hmm. you know? So it all, it all looks like what Jake needs. Well, that's a fantastic answer, just so you know. <laughs> for me i'd just be like my dog um so that was a very profound answer and just a fantastic way to end this interview and yes if anyone you know for those who are listening i just hope that the the thing that you take from this episode is it's not for everyone but this certainly helped me today. And I'm going to continue talking about the five stigmas. I think that this is, I mean, the five bridges, excuse me. I'm like mixing them up. (laughs) The five bridges. Um, But I, I really truly feel that this is a easy tool an easy roadmap for people to follow. You're right. It's not for everyone, but I think that it is things that we already hear that we already talk about. And it's a very simple way to just, get all your your emotions out so thank you so much jacob i really appreciate you coming on thank you alessandra and i really appreciate your time and just creating this platform to help support others it's really great thanks i'm trying to struggle every day <laughs>